0: Dustin how are you man? I'm doing great Chad good to hear from you. You too I know you're on the road you're left really early this morning to go speak to some schools down in southern Utah if I understand correctly.
1: Yeah I'm about halfway to St. George Utah speaking to two schools today and another one tomorrow. Those from Utah know that's a about a three or four hour drive from from the Salt Lake Provo area. We've got Several schools down there that we work with, and so I'll be visiting with them here in a couple hours. So I hope that the—I'm just driving in my my truck here. I hope that the background noise
0: isn't isn't too bad. Nah, it sounds sounds good to me. Appreciate you joining us down driving as you drive, and so pay attention that road. (laughs) (laughs) I I will. So, well, Dustin, it's Thanksgiving week, and we this is a time when all of us are thinking about the things that we're grateful for and as we go around and meet with athletes around the country we really try to help them think outside of themselves and to realize that even though they get a lot of attention that everyone in the world matters just as much as they do and and to turn their eyes to keep their eyes up and look for people who they could help and to do the work to help those people and to use their position as an athlete to do that. And one of the things that we train on very frequently is the principle of gratitude. And so I thought for today's podcast, we could focus it on that principle of gratitude and specifically some some people in athletes' lives that maybe they could concentrate this week on expressing gratitude for and and us parents who care so deeply about about sports and athletics and and what it does for our children that we might be able to do the same and so I was thinking maybe I could bring up some groups of people and just get your thoughts on on gratitude for these different people in our athletes lives yeah perfect. sweet the first one is that athletes should be grateful for their peers the people who come to their games, the band, the cheerleaders, the drill teams that perform at their halftimes. I would just love to know your thoughts on, on those people who come out, their peers, their friends that come out and support them in their athletics.
1: Well, most, most parents and most athletes experienced a world without that uh, last year during the shutdown of – of public gatherings and things. Some some states and countries had nothing altogether. In, in Utah, we and, you know we were one of a handful of states that still kept high school sports going. It was very you know restricted and, and uh, regulated as far as people showing and and, and uh, participation numbers and different things. And, and even that, as great as it was to be able to play, it was awesome. Everybody felt just the difference in energy and excitement and not being able to have people there. And, and you know, so I, I think everybody experienced last year, if you were around sports, the, you know, the withdrawal that comes from not having it, not just being at games and playing games, but even able to watch games, not having them on TV, um, not being able to come home and you know, late at night when you wanted to relax, turning on your favorite team and watching them play. Um, it was just a weird time, and I think we all gave an, uh, an added appreciation and gratitude for just the beauty of sports and what it brings to our lives and society and everything and in all its different forms so you know that that was uh you know there's not a lot of good that's come from the uh pandemic, but I think maybe an appreciation of uh, sports team i guess is one but uh uh you know, I when you talk about the peers and everything that goes into a an event, creating that atmosphere that really are what makes sports so fun. The, the sport itself is great, but it's not just the sport. If it was just the sport, we'd get a bunch of our friends and we'd go over to the park and have a football game or play a baseball game and get as much joy out of that as we do for you know competing in front of people and. Which obviously it's, we don't. It's a lot more exciting and fun to do it in front of people and to have your fans and crowd, family there supporting it. Feel like you're playing for representing a group of people, your community, you know, your school. Um, but you know, there's a great, I would encourage everybody, they, I know people have traditions they do during the week of Thanksgiving. We talk a lot about obviously this topic family, gratitude, and thankfulness and things. There is a great, great interview uh, NPR radio did. It is based actually on a TED talk by an an author named AJ Jacobs. And it's called the gratitude chain. I would encourage everybody. If if you want a great 15 minute, listen, go, go listen to the gratitude chain or the even better, the NPR interview with the author about that talk. Um, and, And not to, you know, not to, Cover that entire message, but but some things that I, in listening to that actually a couple years ago that come to mind as you ask that question, Chad. When you talk about a, let's just say a basketball game, all of the different the, the chain of things that have that happen that link together to create that atmosphere. If you really go down the chain and you start looking at the details, somebody. Somebody had to take care of making sure that the basketball court was clean and and you know that the that it that the paint was taken care of and that the varnish and everything was done on the court so it looked nice and that it the playability of the court was you know it didn't it wasn't slippery that it was that the speakers worked that the the scoreboard worked somebody probably took time to double check that to make a call to somebody to come and check the lights on the scoreboard to make sure the speaker sounded clear to make sure the basketballs were there and ordered and new and pumped up. And uh, somebody had to show up early to get the ticket gate ready, set up a table and have the change ready to give to people when they checked in and to open up the concession stand and make sure that the, you know, food was being cooked and ready to serve to people cheerleaders spent hours and hours preparing a routine that would help excite the crowd and bring energy at timeouts and at halftime. Um, you know, the, the, the referees had to be called and notified of the game and where to go and what to do when they got there. And somebody, an athletic director, had to recall the other team and talk to their bus driver about where to park and where to enter and where their locker room was and, There's just, there's so much that goes in to putting on a a game to create that atmosphere that most kids never think about. All they think about is the game and the energy, but there's so many little pieces. And so I think in part to your question about how can we be grateful and how can we show great, great, great gratitude? I think it starts by noticing. It starts by being aware. We would call that eyes up, but noticing the details and appreciating the details that go into creating that environment, and then I guess to do the work, you know, portion of that would be then to show our appreciation by by thanking people, literally shaking hands and looking people in the eyes and and thanking them because we appreciate what they do and we appreciate it when we take time to notice. And to notice specifically the little things, the little details that go into creating that environment. and, and But really to do the work portion of what we, when we say eyes up, do the work, there's the noticing, but the work is really making a conscious effort to go and thank somebody for what they do. And that's the hard part in life in general is to go and really thank a person. But there's so much power in, and showing thanks, and so much benefit that we get in our own lives when we show gratitude literally, physical benefits. We sleep better, we're less, studies show that we're less depressed, we're less anxious, we'll sleep better, we'll be healthier when we are regularly expressing gratitude for, to others and for, for the things we've been given. There's some physical and emotional benefits that come from that. But yeah, that, that I, I'd say, notice. Appreciate, and then do the work by by verbally thanking people for what they've done.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I I agree with everything you said. There's one other aspect that I I've been thinking about a lot lately since we did that podcast with Ali Bills, and we were talking about women's athletics and and how it's less supported and sometimes even mocked by others. And I. And she said something to me that just kind of burned into my brain when I asked her about people kind of mocking the Chicago sky and the lack of people at their parade. And she said, oh, Shad, us girls, we're used to playing in front of empty gyms. And that kind of made me sad to hear hear her say that. And I thought, you know, here's these football players, basketball players, and, you know, packed. Pack stands on a Friday night, the whole time a football team is playing and and basketball, you know, the boys basketball games. There's there's all of these fans there making this atmosphere and I just think one of the things here's maybe a message to you boy athletes out there. One of the ways that you could express gratitude for all the people going to your games and creating that atmosphere is by returning the favor their time isn't any less valuable than your time. And so to go as a team and to cheer for a girls basketball game, a volleyball game, a a soccer game, to, to get together as a team and go to a play or to a drill competition or a cheer competition. And I think that's a way, one way to show gratitude to people is by doing to them what you are grateful that they do to you. And uh or for you. And and so I love those thoughts, Dustin. I I just think that creates when athletes catch that vision of being grateful for everyone, the administration, those who set up the the gym, their friends, the band, all of those things, it just creates such a wonderful unified atmosphere in a school. And so so I think expressing gratitude for those things and I love how you you Express that the first step is noticing and then feeling gratitude. But that's that's half the battle. Expressing it is the do the work part. So awesome.
1: Well, it, 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 it can get difficult for all of us to notice because you know, by just by human nature, we you know, we're creatures of habit and when we habitualize things in our lives, they, you know, our, our, our brain does that automatically to, to help us be able to remember and store and just do more. Certain things become habits for us, right? We, yeah. most of us don't think in detail about the car ride to work or to school or whatever. We just do it. It's, we've done it so many times we can we do it without really focusing because it's become, you know, habit for us and, when things, we get used to certain things and they get stored and become habit in our brain, then it's harder to notice we've moved on to something else. And so over the time of growing up, when you've always had, you've always had a nice pair of shoes to play basketball in, you've always had a ride to practice, you've always had a nice gym, to, a nice basketball to, in your bag, and, a, and a, a coach who maybe was a good coach since you were little. Not everybody has all these things. When you have those things, they just become normal, you know, normal to you. They're, they're habits in your life. It, it becomes harder to notice um, until we step away for a second, look back, and look at the details of everything that's in our life that makes it what it is. And I think nowadays, with things being so comfortable for kids, and for the most part, easy for kids, most kids have pretty nice. You know uh, facilities to play in and uniforms, and I remember going to my son's baseball game years ago when he was eleven or twelve, and watching kids walk in. In fact, I took a picture of it. Might have sent it to you or some other college teammates of ours. But I said these these eleven year old kids have nicer uniforms and nicer bat bags than we had in college. (laughs) Um, And these are these are one hundred and fifty dollars bags that simply carry their their two bats that they each have and their batting helmet that they each have and their 150 and fifty dollar glove and you know 100 cleats and you know it's it's crazy that and if that's all that the, these kids are brought up knowing they don't realize that that's not how it is for everybody and that you know there there's so many people to thank and be grateful that they're able to enjoy the way they have it but the, the, the key then, like we mentioned, and like you just covered again, is, okay, well, now what? So you're grateful. The key is how do you show it? And, and what are the benefits of, of doing so for not only the person that we thank, but there's personal benefits in our own life from being grateful and showing gratitude that uh, we can all benefit from.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Okay, you ready for the second second topic and of course there's going to be a lot of carryover so these sure. next three but but teammates gratitude for teammates what are your thoughts on that
1: well i, I you know you and i've had this discussion i believe that even more it might be a personal thing but to me i love the sports and I all the ones i've played over the years or coached over the years i love the actual sport but if i'm you know, completely honest, it's the doing the sport with it with a friend and the competing with a friend. And when you say teammate, I, I think it's important to emphasize that word. Teammate, not team member. When I'm a teammate of somebody, that that that's different than just being a member of the team with somebody. When I'm really their mate or their friend, and you really create that bond with a person. Because of sports, we should be, first of all, extremely grateful that it was the sport that brought us together. It was our love for that sport that brought us together and then created, you know, a friendship. We were able to become teammates with somebody. And um, when sports ends, the game oftentimes continues. You can still go play basketball, you can still go find, you know, a, a, a tennis match or You know, even softball games or a baseball game or something to participate in, but it's never quite the same because just playing the game as fun as it is, it's not the same. And anybody who's been a part of a team sport, especially, or you've competed with somebody that you really respected and, and learned to love, it's, it's not the same, it's, it's a totally different experience doing it with your, with a teammate that you loved and cared for and sacrificed with, um, You know, and so being grateful for teammates that might be hard in the moment, but anybody who's played it and all as parents and coaches listen to this, we can all tell our, our players or our sons and daughters that they're going to miss that. So I think the more that we can encourage them to, to soak that up and, and to try to understand that it's not always going to be there, you know, the better, but, you know, I, again, touching on gratitude, Chad, I, you know, I'd say that, you know, happy people, there's a difference between being happy and being grateful that, you know, happy people aren't, you know, are usually the people who are grateful. It's sometimes the people that have every bit of reason to be happy, um, they aren't happy. They have everything given them. They, they should be happy when you look at everything that that they've got at their fingertips. But, The reason they're not happy is because maybe they haven't understood to be grateful, but usually people who are grateful are happy. Does that make sense? So I think that I wouldn't say that, that, you know, that gratitude comes from happiness. I would say that, you know, happiness comes from being grateful. Um, Some people who don't seem to have a lot in their life, some athletes who don't seem to have the best circumstances are oftentimes the happiest because they're grateful, you know, those that follow us on social media may see a post that we did a post a couple weeks ago of a, of some kids standing on a podium. And the first place winner was looking at the second place winner and their two kids. And the second place winner is holding their second place trophy up with a big happy smile on their face where the first place winner is crying, looking at that second place person, because it's all, it's all in the, the mindset that you're in. You may have won first place, but not be happy Um, where the second place person has understood gratitude. And, you know, when you when you go out and fight with your teammates and you're grateful for them because you realize all that they're sacrificing to to try to accomplish the same things that you're going for, then I think you show gratitude by caring about them and, and indulging in their their lives and what's really going on in their life outside of sports and you become a real teammate when you become interested in them on and off the court or off the field, and they know they can lean on you the rest of their life. And sports, team sports in particular, provide that atmosphere for us if, if we'll take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that teammates and sports, at least in my life, and I, I know I'm not alone in this, that the best friends I have in my life right now are my teammates from the past and the ones that I, I struggled with and sweat with and bled with and was disappointed with and who, you know, encouraged me and picked me up after a bad play or a bad game or, or whatever, who celebrated with me when we were victorious. It was just, it was, uh, man, I, to quote the great Andy Bernard. I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. You know, (laughs) one way to, one way to be a great, a grateful teammate right now is to realize that you are in some of the greatest moments of your life as you go to battle with your teammates and, and just to soak that in and, and enjoy the ups and the downs together because that creates bonds that will last forever. So, so, okay, man third one grateful for coaches and their families maybe i'll lead out on this one dustin cuz you're a coach but I, <laughs> it's a, but, but let me just say i man when you when you get on the other side and you start coaching and you know i i've seen as you've coached this high school team all that's gone into it you know the time the arrangements the the personal interest that a coach shows in kids. And when there are 75 kids, you know, you, you show interest for 10% of those in a week, in a given week, you're talking about hours and hours of a week. And I've watched Jamie, your wife has, you know, been there supported and all the time you spend away from the family and all the time that they spend picking up the pieces and, you know, there's that on the high school level. And then you come down to these peewee coaches, and they're, you know, volunteering and doing their best. And while some parents are pulling up in a van and dropping off a kid and telling them good luck and to try hard and, and pulling away, this person's there for hours. And they're, they're spending time helping those kids develop not only athletically, but personally and being there so they can learn those lessons. And, noticing that so man coaches get so much (laughs) crud from parents and complaints and yells and and all the mistakes they make during a game and and sometimes I think we would all be well to pause and to recognize that all coaches and I would say from high school down they aren't getting paid enough to do what they do they're there because they love the kids they love the sport. They love the lessons and the impact that it has. And I think we'd all do well to pause, to recognize, to notice, to reflect on that and to take some time to show gratitude for it instead of just complaint at the things we wish were done better.
1: Yeah, well, there, there's, you know, in, in life in general, if, if we want to always look for for the the uh, warts a, on a person or the... You know the the mistakes or the all you know, the the mess ups in a person's life. You can find them, um, and if you want to focus on those, make that the focus of your your opinion for that person, your respect for that person. It's very easy that you don't have to look very hard at most people to find some sort of weakness or fault in them, um, and, and that's a sad way to live life. But I think. Unfortunately, a lot of us do that. Um, in the case of coaches, sure, there are coaches who aren't great coaches. Um, there are a lot of coaches that are, are very good coaches who maybe just like you know our sons and daughters sometimes miss a free throw. Sometimes coaches make a bad decision in a game, um, and they know they do. You're, they don't. They don't need to have a thousand people telling them they do. They know it. They're their hardest critic. The good ones, at least, the good coaches are. And so it doesn't make them a better coach to have to go home and be messaged or, you know, hear something said about him in public or something, you know, shared online or, or you know, to a, another person about their mistake. They know they made it. And a lot of times these decisions are made, you know, have a whole lot of time to think about the decision you make. You have to make it at the same time when kids play well, usually the coach looks good. Um, I know as a coach, I've, I've made bad decisions as a coach and actually come out looking really good because the players executed really well and made me look good've I've other times I've made really good decisions as a coach, made the right call at the right time, or handled the situation with the, a young man the right way. I felt like I, I did it the right way, and and it's you know and it's not executed well, and the coach is a bum um, and so that, that's just, that's just how it is. And so part of team sports is you're all in together and, you know, but most people, they see that the glorified coach at the end of the victory and people want to be a coach and tell us time to do what coaches do, um, especially behind the scenes. The baseball field doesn't just chalk itself. Somebody has to put the foul lines in and the batter's box, right? And someone has to unload their truck and some dad is carrying buckets of baseballs and bats and helmets back and forth from his truck in his garage to practice and he's doing it over and over and over again you know a high school coach somebody has to organize hundreds of jerseys shoulder pads and helmets and and order stuff Make sure things are there on time and that the paint color is the right color and that the sizes correctly match and the numbers. There's so many other things that go in before you even get to scheming, to game planning. Um, worrying about a kid's grades, worrying about a citizenship at school, worrying about... I've had discussions with young men about girlfriends, about family life troubles, about grades, about career decisions, after school, college decisions, stuff that has nothing to do with the sport. Um, you have to be a doctor at times and be able to gauge a kid. Does he need to go on concussion protocol? Does he need to Is he sick? Is he mental health? How's he doing mentally? There's so many things that these coaches are asked to be really professionals at that when they make a mistake in a game and they they don't play your son as much as you think, or son doesn't get as many plays called for him as you think, or your daughter doesn't bat in the lineup where you think she should bat, to be a little bit patient and a little bit more grateful for all the time and energy that is put into giving your son or daughter the, what they have and the good that they do get, I think would be wise on all of us. And it'd make it more, honestly, Chad, it makes it, it'll make it more of an enjoyable experience. We're, I think you would agree that as human beings, we're usually happier when we're thinking about other people than we are when we're focused on ourselves. When we focus on ourselves, that's when we usually find ourselves, at least me, I'm in a bad mood when my focus is on me but I'm yeah. constantly selfishly worried about me. I find myself not as happy when I'm interested in others and seeing them be happy. And, you know, and, and, and sincerely, you know, gra- grateful for others in my life and what they bring to me. My life's better. I'm happier. I look at life differently. And, uh, I think if we were to look at coaches and the good that they do, um, and their wives and what they sacrifice for that coach their spouse you know husband or wife I think it would make the experience more joyful for us as parents Um, as hard as it might be if our kid's not playing as much or whatever we'd still find that at least they're on the team and they have somewhere to be today after school and they're with somebody who cares for them and is you know interested in them I think it would make the experience more enjoyable for all of us if we were to, again, back to what I said earlier, if we would notice the little things and appreciate it, and then hopefully at some point do the work to actually show the gratitude by thanking that coach or that coach's spouse.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, what you're saying is reminiscent of what Doug Meacham talked about he talked about an experience he had where he went to a summer tournament and he was trying to get all the kids in and toward the end of the game. And there was one that didn't play as much as, as he would have liked that Doug would have liked. Um, And especially I'm sure the kid from his point of view, he would have liked to have played more. And he saw the kid talking to his parents in the tunnel um, there. And all of a sudden the kid turns around and comes back to him and he thought, Oh man, here we go. I'm going to have to have this conversation. And the kid shook his hand and said, coach, thank you for the marvelous experience this weekend. It's been wonderful. And walked away. (laughs) Doug was like, man, that just felt so good. Cause it was so he's had so many different kinds of conversations. And so I'm sure that dad was coaching that young man how to, how to handle his feelings of disappointment. And so that's what a great example for parents to in that moment, when a kid is frustrated, one of the things we might be able to do to take away that frustration and to bring feelings of joy and, uh, at least less disappointment is, Hey, go tell your coach. Thank you. They took a lot of time for you. That would be a great response from a parent to a, to an athlete. All right, man, the fourth one, maybe most important Gratitude, these athletes grateful for their parents. What thoughts do you have on, on athletes being grateful for their parents?
1: Probably the, the hardest, uh, but yeah, like you said, the most important. The reason I think it's the hardest is that, you know, where it's, it's difficult as a 14 or 15 or 16-year-old kid to really have perspective at how hard it is to be a parent and the sacrifices that a parent's making because I think we oftentimes as kids just think our parents have nothing else to do, but drive us to practice and games and nothing else to pay for, except for our registration dues and cleats and, you know, uh, baseball bats and things. And then when you become a parent, you realize that's not the case. So, you know, I, I, I think taking a minute, You know, and this might be something coaches can do. It's probably hard for parents. I have a, you know, as a parent myself, I, I have a hard time convincing my kids they need to be thankful for their mom or me. But, you know, I think as a coach, when we can say, hey, do you know, realize how much your mom and dad have gone through to give you this opportunity? And again, you thank them with your words, but you thank them with your actions and how you represent them when you're here. What kind of young man or young women are you? Do, you? do you look your coach in the eye? Do you say, yes, sir? Or, yes, ma'am? Are you, you, do you, do you do something simple? Like, coach, let me help you clean the field. Let me get those, the bat, the ball back, back into the closet or back into your truck, you know, and you carry it. Do you, you know, do you, you're right. You know, little things that you might do to help the coach. Can you do the same thing for your parent, you know, to show your gratitude for your parent, when you cut, you come home from the baseball game, can you take the seats out of the trunk of the car that your mom brought for everybody to sit in and you go reload it in the garage or, you know, help, you know, come home instead of going right down in your room and closing the door, get on your phone. Can you help mom with something around the house? Or could you do that chore that dad's been asking you to do? And just because, you know, you love him and you're grateful for him. And so verbally thanking him, but I'd say more so, representing them in a positive light, but also showing your gratitude by doing the work to assist and help mom and dad is the way that mom and dad really feel like, all right, you know, my, my son or my daughter really appreciates what I'm going through. And, and, you know, any athletes who do listen to this podcast to understand that your mom and dad have other issues that are much more pressing in their life than whether or not you know, you, uh, you got a it or not today and uh, recognizing that in their life and acknowledging that, you know, that they're, they do a, a lot, goes a long way with your mom or your
0: dad. I thank you, Dustin. I, one, one thing to the parents listening to this, that we all know, and this is telling them what they already know, but I do think sometimes the thank yous come later. <laughs> Sometimes teenagers are a little bit myopic in their view of life, and but it seems that with age, it distills upon them what their parents did and what their parents sacrificed in order for them to be able to do the things they love. And, And then as they feel the development that came from sports and realize that those opportunities that their parents sometimes took second jobs for and took time for and came home from a job, threw on different clothes and went out to go coach them so that they could have a good experience. Those things are like time bombs sometimes. And when they go off, it fills, it just explodes into gratitude toward them with uh, from their, their youth, their, their children, that sometimes it doesn't happen until a little bit later, but, but to the athletes who were listening to this, your parents love you so incredibly much, to the point that you having disappointments in games breaks their heart. You know, Dustin, you and I sat there next to each other at a drill competition, and and uh, there's some moves that our daughters were nervous about, both of our daughters, <laughs> and uh, on on separate teams. But you and I are sitting there in the aisle knowing the move is coming up and when they hit the move you know i still remember last year you and i giving each other a high five and even getting teary-eyed that oh man they, they did it they they made it through it and to realize that's what your parents are feeling for you and and the sacrifices they make the early mornings waking up and helping you get off and do all those things it's just uh i hope everyone will pause and express gratitude. And even to the adults who are listening to this, maybe it would be good for us to reflect upon all those things our parents did for us. And now that we're doing them, maybe we we realize the sacrifice that went into it a little bit better. And if we haven't expressed that, Thanksgiving time is a great, great time to do the work and thank our parents for all that they've done for us. So... So, Dustin, thank you, man. I couldn't do a, a podcast on gratitude with you here on our podcast without expressing appreciation to you and all you do for me and my family and all you do for so many people around the country as you go and, and passionately share this message with people. So thank you so much for the difference you're making.
1: Likewise, Chad. I've, I've known you for since college, and I've learned to appreciate more and more the, the real tight friendships that you have, you just, you know, you, you have your, you have a handful of people that are just your people, your, your trench hole, you know, people that you have in battle. And you're one of those for me, man. And so I appreciate you and your family and likewise for all the good that you do. And a lot that people don't know other lives that you're involved in helping outside of what you do with, especially for athletes. And so, Thank you, brother, and uh, have a great, great Thanksgiving to everybody. Eyes up to the work and thankful for everybody, all these kids. I got the best gig in the world and uh, get to go down and talk to a bunch of awesome kids today and see the future of our country and of our world. And I'm telling you, every time I go and speak, I leave more and more optimistic about where we're headed, what's going on, and that less less interested in all the negativity that's out there because I just don't buy into it. I, I buy into the, the good that I see and that's the kids I see and the coaches and administrators I see at these schools that we have a, some great, great, great youth coming up and a great world to look forward to with them in charge of it and so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for them this uh, Thanksgiving So, and to you, brother. So, Have a great Thanksgiving and everybody eyes up, do the work.
0: This has been the Sportlight Podcast from Especially for Athletes, sponsored by Coca-Cola. You can learn more about Especially for Athletes by visiting the website at especiallyforathletes.org. You can also learn more about the book, The Sportlight, by Shad Martin and Dustin Smith at especiallyforathletes.org. book